Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. I hope that you have awakened, relaxed, refreshed on this Saturday morning to be able to dive into the Word of God and to prepare our minds as we rejuvenate our minds, our spirits, our souls, mentally, physically, to then get us ready for another week. And today, my friends, um, We want to uh, do a special tribute today on the podcast. Uh, We will start our new theme next week. But today I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to dive into a specific scripture in the Word of God that really helps us um, and gives us perspective of some of the things that we should be doing um, and preparing for. So my friends, uh, today I'm going to be reading from Ephesians 6. We're going to be covering Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. And as we dive into the Word of God today, We also want to remember and know that today commemorates the 9-11 events that happened 20 years ago. For many of you, you know what that is. That was an attack on America. That was an attack of the, at the United States of America. And it was a time of... A standstill moment for many people. It was tragedy. It was embracing. And most of all, it was unexpected. Um, And from that came a healing process. And from that event also came a going forward. And when we sit back and we think about everything that happened on 9-11, we think of so many people's lives, lives that were affected, lives, lives that were lost, and lives that have a memory in their heads for the rest of their lives. From those events of 9-11, many things have happened since then. 
There's been new policies put in place with the federal government. There's been more homeland security initiatives that have played out. There has been more of an awareness just in the human race of their surroundings. And there has always also, in my opinion, been a sense of unity among people. And when we look at all this, we can say to ourselves, God has always given us the ability to get through the worst of times. On many occasions, we will see in the Bible different stories about tragedies that happened and how people overcame them. We will in the future be diving into some unique stories with themes going forward about how God used circumstances, situations, individuals, even in the worst times of their lives, to be able to come out victorious and at the same time continue to go forward and praising God for who he is. And as we're getting ready to dive into this specific verse, I want to remind you that even in tests and trials, even under circumstances and chaotic moments in history, in the present, or even coming in the future, God is on the throne and he is the overseer of everything. He knows every detail of our lives and he knows exactly how he's going to conquer it and battle it on our behalf. But we also have to take part in that, my friends. As believers in Christ, we know that God is there. He's evident. He is in our lives. He's operating. He's present. He's He is full of life. He gives us everything we need. And we also have to also tap into him, visit with him, spend time with him, seek him, love him, trust him. And in doing so, we know that we can continue to go forward no matter what. So my friends, we're going to dive into, as I mentioned, Ephesians 6. We're going to start with verse 10. Because I felt it was important that we would cover the scripture. Because today, on September 11th of 2021, is a new beginning for many people. It's a never forgotten memory of what happened 20 years ago, but it is now a going forward of a new beginning. For many of you, you're going to feel like it's a new beginning. For some of you, you don't feel it is. But you can make it a new beginning by applying God's word in your life so you can continue to go forward. 
And this is what it says. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Father, we thank you for your word in Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, in these specific verses that you give us full understanding, detailed information of what we need to do in preparation for going forward into a new beginning and in whatever we might encounter, whatever is coming, whatever might be next, You want us to follow these instructions so that we can be prepared while we're still going forward. And we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, many of you may have already heard this scripture and these verses many times. Many times. A lot of Christians are always referring to to this specific verse because it reminds them of what God gave them as an instruction to do to uphold the the best way in protection against everything that they have to face in their lives when it comes to dealing with the spiritual world because the spiritual world as you know There is darkness in the spiritual world and evil and demons and principalities of the air come and hover over the human race 
And there is always a battle in the spirit between good and evil. And as Christians, it is always our job to make sure that we do put on this full armor of God that is referenced here every day in our lives. That we know how to intercede going forward to have the victory in Christ based on exactly what he tells us to do. And when it really starts to pinpoint the scripture about how we're supposed to prepare ourselves, we can always look at this in the context also of how a a service member, a military member, prepares themselves to go to a physical battle, a physical war. And for us, it starts first in the spirit, the war, always. The battle is always in the spirit first, my friends. We know that. And we prepare ourselves and become intercessors for this spiritual world, preparing ourselves accordingly to how we're being asked to prepare ourselves so that in the battlefield of this spiritual battle, we can be protected by what is trying to come against us. And we can stand strong in knowing that we're not going to be defeated because we will stand strong on Christ, his word, his understanding, his Holy Spirit. And most of all, that we continue to fight a good fight, right? We hear that all the time. Continue to fight the good fight. You are never alone in the battle, my friends. Your Heavenly Father is always by your side. And now more than ever ever, during this time, we have to be even stronger in our faith, in our actions, in interceding for one another, and interceding for those that may at this time not even know who God is, who Christ is. And we have to continue to boldly declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and let others know about it. The only way to go forward in a new beginning is to know that God has orchestrated everything for you to be able to do so. And you go with confidence knowing that you've put on the full armor of God for a new beginning that protects you, prepares you, and ultimately sets you up accordingly to know how to deal with the things you're going to be faced with in your life, the challenges, the trials, the tests. 
And we do this because we need to prepare everything in the spirit first before we can handle anything in the natural. Because we both know, my friends, we know that the principalities in the air are at work destroying the human race, destroying the mindset, destroying the hearts, destroying the faith, destroying hope. And we as intercessors of Christ, we must be active, we must be proactive in continuing to stand strong in who we are in the identity of Christ and as well in knowing that we go forward declaring the gospel of Christ. So when it says here, my friend, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the full armor of God. The full armor of God, that is from head to toe, my friends. From head to toe. And when we think about the full armor of God, this is how we can break it down. The full armor of God is truth, righteousness, readiness to spread the good news of the gospel, faith, salvation, and the spirit of the word of God. That is the full armor of God that we should be putting on every day. Right now with what is happening, with this memory of 9-11, many emotions are now starting to be stirred up again. Going down memory lane. There's nothing wrong with going down memory lane of what has happened to us or for us but what we have to be reminded about is that the memory will live on forever we know that but the sense of new beginning is something new that we embrace and we prepare for now you and I both know that there's a lot of talk right now in the media There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of um, ideology ways that people are thinking right now based on everything that happened recently with Afghanistan, the Taliban, ISIS, you name it, ISIS-K. Everything that we've been hearing about starts to stir us up again in the natural about our future. And what that holds for our future. And I have to say and remind you that we're never promised tomorrow. But when you wake up every day, you thank your Heavenly Father for another opportunity to open your eyes. Breathe, walk, talk, and go about your everyday life purpose. But one thing we have to remember is that 
It does not matter what we think about in the natural, what's coming in the future, might what happen, what might happen in the future. It's about knowing that you stand strong in the identity of Christ for whatever might be coming in the future. And you do it on a daily basis by putting on the full armor of God. And it tells you that you must put on the full armor of God. So that way you can stand against the wiles of the devil. The schemes, whatever it is, the challenges, whatever it is that's going to come your way. Putting on the full armor of God allows you to be prepared for that allows you to allow whatever's coming your way to not affect you as much, um, to prepare your mind of how you're going to think of the circumstance when it hits you, to prepare your heart of how you're going to react to the situation at hand, and to prepare your physical uh, state of your body of how you're going to react in the natural Are you going to stand still with the full armor of God and know that whatever's coming against you, you are going to be fully protected and it won't penetrate your bones? Like I always say, don't let it get in your bones. And you would know that holding on to God will help you get through it so you can continue to go forward. And then it says here, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. How detailed and clear is that? It tells us very clearly, we're not dealing with human bodies, we're not dealing with human flesh. We are dealing with the principalities in the air, the evil spirits in the air. You know, a lot of people think that there are not evil spirits in the air. They don't really believe that the devil exists. They just think that the devil is just something that they've seen depicted in the movies and that it's not real. And because we've depicted it so many times in movies as just being the specific figure. And every time, you know, in a movie they might add certain horns to the person's head or certain um, bumps on their faces. Just There's always a physicality thing that they will add to what they're trying to portray as as the devil from the outside in a fleshly way. But that is nothing (laughs) what we see in the movies in comparison to what the real devil is and what he represents and who he is and his tactics and his schemes to destroy people's lives to come into your mind your spirit your soul your emotional state your physical state all of these things that we are always battling against are not natural it always starts first in the spirit Many times in my life, I've had situations, my friends, where I've just been like, something's happening to me. I'm going through some type of emotion or um, I'm going through something in my body, pain or whatever the case might be. 
And all of a sudden, I start to think, where is this coming from, right? Where is this attack in my body, my spirit, my mind, my soul, my emotional state, my physical, where is it coming from? And right away, I'm reminded that it's coming from a spiritual realm first, manifesting its way into the natural. Now, I know many people might be like, you know what, manifesting from the spirit to the natural, I don't believe in that. Oh, you need to believe in it, my friends. Because the same way we believe in the supernatural power of God healing someone's body, the same way we believe in the supernatural God that gives us wisdom, revelation, um, and um, knowledge, there is the spiritual realm of attack that can come to your body, of attack that can come to your brain and your mindset, of attack that can come into your heart. It exists. It's not hidden. It's a real thing. But a lot of times we dismiss it because we think, ah, you know, that's not coming from the spiritual realm. It is. This is some deep stuff, my friends. This is not stuff to take lightly. It is not something that we could just dismiss very easily. This is something that is so specific because it says it right here. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Satan is the ruler of darkness of this age. And the spiritual realm of Satan is running rapid among this earth manifesting itself into people's minds, into people's hearts, into people's physical state. It's a reality, my friends. This is not made up. This is not make-believe. This is real. And when it talks about, again, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, wow, um... This is infiltration of something evil that tries to take over the light that exists in us. Because we are beacons of light, my friends. We're supposed to be walking around and being beacon of lights. And even us as Christians, we get attacked. We get attacked in the spirit. But something in darkness, something wicked, is trying to infiltrate us. It's trying to put something in our ear gate. It's trying to put something in our mind. It's trying to put something in our heart. And definitely affecting our body and the physical. So it tells us here that we must put on the full armor of God in preparation for these things that are already here, already came, already here, and might be coming towards us. And here's the thing, as Christians, 
Because we have this full armor of God that we rely on from our Heavenly Father. We're protected. We're ready. We're standing in full arms, ready. We have something that we're using to help us. So we have an advantage because God has given us this resource. And we need to use it. He's given us the resource. We need to use it. So imagine the person who doesn't know about God, doesn't know about Jesus, and doesn't know about the full armor of God. How much harder it is for them to deal with the same things that are attacking us is attacking them. But we have an advantage where we can put on the full armor of God and be prepared and ready for whatever destruction is trying to come our way. Imagine the person that doesn't have the full armor of God and you're seeing them being destroyed instantaneously because they don't have this ammunition. They don't have this resource that we have been given. It is our jobs to make sure we spread the gospel. My friends, that we let people know about who God is so they too can have a relationship with God and they too can put on the full armor of God and be ready for whatever is coming their way. That's our responsibility as Christians. We have to put on the full armor of God and then we go forward in faith, trusting the Lord and fulfilling purpose, spreading the good news, so then other people have the opportunity as well to put on the full armor of God. And then it says here, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Listen, there's, we've had endured and encountered days in the United States of America, where things have come to us unexpectedly and we have had to face tragedies. And that is exactly what happened to us on 9-11. It came unexpectedly and it was also a tragedy. And in the natural then, The full armor that the people in the natural were putting on were first responders, police officers, EMTs, firefighters, security guards, anybody, a medical, a nurse, a doctor, anybody that puts some type of uniform on and a line of duty of service to others and praise their lives on the line. Their armor was that uniform, those uniforms that day. And they went in boldly into that battlefield of 9-11 without even thinking twice. And if they've done it in the natural at that time, How much more do we do it in the spirit? That's why putting on the full armor of God is very important, my friends. 
We have to put on a spiritual armor of God. That is like a dome that protects us from the top all the way to the bottom of the soles of our feet. Because I'm going to tell you right now, friends, the battle is not over. The battles is the Lord's, but the battles and the wickedness of the dark principalities of the air, the evil one, is never done. It's always consistent. The schemes of the enemy never fade away. They're always going to be there. The schemes of the enemy is always going to try to infiltrate somehow. Attack somehow, right? Because it says it in the scripture, the thief comes to steal, rob, and destroy. And when they do, sometimes they come unexpectedly. We've been fortunate that 20 years now, later... There's new uh, homeland security things in place for security purposes, you know, to help us, for us to be alert and aware in the natural of things that might want to come against us, attacks against us, terrorism attacks, right? You name it, any type of threat. Well, the same way they do it in the natural, we've got to do it in the spirit, my friends. Because it tells us here we're not dealing with anything natural. We're dealing with things in the principalities of the air. So we have to be ready in the spirit. And it says that you will be so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Stand. Withstand. That is the key word. Will you still be able to stand? Even though this is a new beginning coming now, will you still be able to stand when all hell breaks loose? When something unexpectedly happens? When another possible tragedy occurs? Will you be able to stand, my friends? And then it says here, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit so it tells us clearly here what we do Having girded your waist with truth. It's like putting on a belt. And that is truth. 
Listen, as Christians, we will always battle against principalities and powers of the evil forces. And in order to withstand their attacks, we must depend on God's strength and use every piece of his armor. How many pieces here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's a lot of pieces here. One, two, three, four, five, six, right? So there's six pieces, but then I add the seventh because the seventh specifically tells us to pray. So always be praying. So that's the seventh piece I'm adding because it says a year in the word. You have to put all those things on. You cannot leave not one piece out. To prepare yourself with the full armor of God. You cannot just go on and put on truth or put on righteousness, but not have faith. Or just say, oh yeah, I have my salvation, my helmet. But then you don't have your foot gear, the readiness to spread the good news. You've got to have all of these, my friends. That's how you prepare yourself for spiritual war, for spiritual battles. Like I said, the battle is the Lord's. And in the war, spiritual war, God has his armies of warriors on your behalf, fighting for you and with you. We have to remind ourselves that when we are given certain things, as a resource, we must use it. We must fully use it. So let's break down a couple of things here. We talk about the truth. Gird your waist with the truth. And why does, why is this one of the first things that we hear that you must do? is because it is to help you fight against Satan's lies. Lies that sometimes sound like the truth. But because as believers, we know God's truth. That is what can defeat Satan's lies. That's why it says you need to know the word. Be embedded in the word of God. So when someone comes to you and tries to give you a different ideology or tries to express or explain something different that does not resonate with your spirit or is not from the word of God, you know it. It's a lie. It's not the truth. But when you're armored with the truth of God, you know exactly what to look for. Ding, 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 ding. All the red lights go on, right? the triggery lights go out. You're like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. I know the truth to be this because God has given me the truth, right? That's one. Then when we talk about righteousness, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, man, that's right in the front of our chest, right? It's from our chest to part of our waist, 
And that's an area that Satan himself attacks our hearts with. Our emotions, our self-worth, trust. And when you are attacked from your, at your heart, man, that is an area of wounds, hurts. But when you have the breastplate of righteousness right over that, it's not going to penetrate you. Because the righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness will protect our heart. Because we stand strong in knowing we've got God's approval. And our hearts do not become swayed one way or the other. Or get caught up with feelings or emotions. The love of Christ is in our hearts. And it stands strong. And nothing can penetrate it for it to feel otherwise. And let's talk about the next thing. It says, And having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's foot gear, right? Let's think about that. Readiness to spread the good news of the gospel of peace. We need to be confident, my friends. And have a zeal for the Lord. And have a bonus in the Lord. And not be ashamed to talk about the gospel. We need to know that we can spread the good news without any hesitation. Without thinking about what will my friends think about me if I start to speak about God or Christ. How will I be viewed? Will people stop being my friend? You cannot worry about any of those things. It does not matter. What matters is you have the relationship with your Heavenly Father. And you're willing to be the vessel that has been chosen to fulfill everyday purpose in your life by spreading the good news. Because see, what happens is Satan wants us to think that telling others about the good news is worthless and hopeless task. Or that it might take up a lot of our time. Or that we might get some negative responses from people as we're trying to share the gospel. But the truth is, my friend, that the readiness to spread the good news about who Christ is in our lives should be something we're motivated to do and to proclaim about the truth of that peace that is available in God. It's something that everyone needs to hear about the goodness of the Lord. That no matter what is going on in their lives, they can rely on their Heavenly Father. But many times, my friends, we don't do that. Because we're afraid of how we're going to be perceived by others. Or we don't want to take out the time to volunteer at church and be part of a group that goes and evangelizes in the street. Or evangelizes even during during a Zoom session. Or evangelizes even during a Facebook Live. We think, well, what are they going to think about me? Who cares? All that matters is what God thinks about you and your assignment and your calling in your life. Your identity in Christ must stand strong now 
even more than ever, my friends. This is, when I talk about this is a new beginning, this is a new beginning in many areas. It is a new beginning of comfort. It is a new beginning in peace. It is a new beginning of relief. But it's also a new beginning of the principalities of the air getting ready to do more schemes, getting ready to take more action, getting ready to do more attacks. And you've got to put on the full armor of God to be able to withstand these things. A new beginning is beautiful in many ways, but a new beginning can also bring us unexpected things, more tragedies. But at the same time, it can also bring us healing, a new beginning. And that is what many people are still doing to today since 9-11. They've been going through a healing process. Everyone heals differently with things that happen in their lives. And sometimes the healing is very painful. But there is a healing process, my friends. So we go from the unexpected to the tragedy, and then a healing process. And this is the next thing. It says here, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And every time I think about that, I think about when I would say, don't let it get into your bones. Because <laughs> the minute it gets into your bones... We start to do irrational decisions. Fiery darts. Man, fiery darts are hard. When fiery darts come your way, it is like going to hit you, penetrate you, sting you, right? Hurt you, burn you. Fiery darts. But we must take that shield of faith, my friends, in order to withstand those fiery darts. See, because without faith, my friends, without faith, you might find yourself not having any hope. And they go hand in hand. this is what happens when you have faith as little as a mustard seed as it says in the scriptures you will see mountains move but you have to have that faith you have to have the shield of faith my friends you have to have faith that even though the things you cannot see in the natural that you're desiring for or that you're asking God for or wishing for or praying to God for a breakthrough or turnaround, that they will come because you have faith that in due time, you will receive it. 
And what happens is that we have faith because during the process of faith, during the process of having faith, you're always going to be challenged, right? You might have faith one day that, you know, you'll be able to buy a home. So you're saving your pennies little by little. And one of your neighbors might come up to you or a friend or a family member or co-worker and say, you know, you're really setting yourself up for a dream you're never going to accomplish. You know you can't afford that house. You know you'll never be able to buy one. Those are insults, right? Those are direct insults to you of what you can or cannot accomplish. But what they don't understand is that you have faith in God. And all these things will come to pass in due time. And what happens sometimes is when we lose faith, my friends, we start to accept the insults. We start to let things set us back. And definitely when we don't have faith in things that we can overcome, let's say addiction, or we can overcome some type of challenge in our lives because we have God on our side and we put on the full armor of God, we can always fall back into temptation. That's why you must have the shield of faith, my friends. Because the shield of faith protects us from Satan's fiery darts. And here's the thing. When you have faith, you can see beyond your circumstance. You can see beyond your circumstance. And you can see the victory at hand. For many people, it is hard to put on the shield of faith with everything that they have seen happening in the media, everything that they have seen happening around them in their lives. But the shield of faith is so important. This was one of the main resources that we need to have. We've been given. And then it says here, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The helmet of salvation. Now we would talk about a helmet. We're talking about something hard that we put over our heads to protect us. So someone who rides a motorcycle will wear a motorcycle helmet. In the event they fall, their head will be protected somehow from you know major injuries or something. And it tells us to put on the helmet of salvation. Because we need to remind ourselves that that helmet is what protects our minds from doubting what God has done for us. Doubting God's salvation in our lives. Doubting what God has done in our lives. The miracles he's performed in our lives. That helmet protects us from anything that wants to come into our mind and change or have us doubting about who God is. 
That's why nowadays, my friends, many people are diving into different types of gods that is not the true God. They're letting things come into their ear gate and their mind gate and change their way of thinking or doubt what God has done for them in their lives. But this helmet is to help protect our minds, to help protect the way we think. Because let me tell you something, my friends, the minute we don't put on this helmet, our minds can be taken over. If we're not careful, if we're not interceding, if we're not preparing ourselves, if we're not holding strong unto God's word, we have to be very careful and mindful about what we're being told these days, what we're hearing, what we're allowing to come into our ear gate. We have to protect our minds. Because the scripture said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. We need to have that sound mind, my friends. And we only can have that by putting on the helmet of salvation every day. Protecting our way of thinking. And then it says here, as well, the sword, right? The sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the word of God, my friends. This is the weapon of offense in the list of armor of God. Listen, it's the best weapon that we can use of offense when someone says something to us. It's to speak back to them in love. Quote a scripture. Many times we have to use the word of God to help us be protected against offenses that come from people. And offenses that come from people, as you know, in the spirit, is from the principalities in the air. So have you ever been in a conversation with someone all of a sudden they start saying stuff to you and you're like, who is this talking to me? Where's this coming from? Why are you speaking like this to me? It's not their words, my friends. It's words coming from the spiritual realm that is manifesting in them. And then words are coming out towards you. And what do you do? You use the word of God to combat it. When things like fear, depression, anxiety ever comes into your life as well, you use the word of God to combat that. You need to combat that with the word of God. It helps us fight off temptation, the word of God. We need to trust in the word of God because God's word is the truth. And then it says here, 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. We need to constantly be praying, my friends. Praying about the situation at hand. Praying that we will stay on that straight and narrow road. Continue to pray for others, our other brothers and sisters in Christ. Continue to pray for those around us that might not be saved. Continue to pray for those individuals that are in situations that are in oppression, that are being tortured, that are uh, being, um, they're facing opposition of some sort. We need to constantly be praying, my friends, constantly. So the whole objective of this, of what I wanted to cover for today for 9-11, is so you would understand that as much as we believe that things are behind us as of today, there is a new beginning now. The old is gone and the new is here. And in going forward, after we've gone through the healing process, we continue to go forward. And the best way to go forward, my friends, is by having on the full armor of God. Because we have to prepare ourselves for things that are coming our way that no one can see right now in the natural. Everything that is happening right now, my friends, is happening in the spirit. And unless you are tapping in, my friends, into the spiritual realm and knowing what's going on in heaven, what's going on in the spiritual world, understanding that there is a spiritual battle, you're just going to always see things in the natural you're going to accept them for what they are. You're not going to be prepared for what's coming. And then you're just going to find yourself repeating history all over again for yourselves. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is That we may continue, like it says here, that I may be open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That we must always remember that no matter comes, no matter what comes our way, we can rely on our Heavenly Father to help us with the situation. And we can boldly, says it here, open my mouth boldly. To make known the mystery of the gospel. To make known the mystery of the gospel. To make known the awareness of the gospel. What, who Jesus Christ was. What happened during his time. The stories behind that mystery. The remembrance of the stories we know in the Bible. The miracles that were performed in the Bible. 
the miracles that Jesus Christ performed. The Holy Spirit that has been left with us to guide us. The beautiful moments in the stories of the gospel that let us know about how people came to know Christ. How the Holy Spirit was operating in people. How people were also given the gift that Jesus left them with to them themselves be able to then do miracles. This is something we've been commissioned and given today to spread the gospel of the news. And for those that have the gifting of healing, for those that have the giftings of deliverance, for those that have the gifting of teaching, for those who have the gifting of doing evangelism, for those who have the gifting of doing ministry, and I can go on and on. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.